Welcome to Mind Training and Homotherapy, a podcast that explores ideas to help you live a life that is more purposeful, intentional, and fulfilled. I am your host, Dr. Henry Gregory, and I thank you for tuning in. Hello, folks. Happy rainy day in the beginning of December. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Today, I'd like to talk about a a subject that most of us um, have some experience with, concerns about, aspirations about. Relationships. Relationships. You know, there's an old song by the Beatles. It says, we get by for a little help from our friends. Mm-hmm. We have social creatures and relationships mean a lot to us. It's where we get our support, a lot of validation, affirmation, and even growth challenges. Relationships are very important. One of the things I'm noticing is that uh, in these days and times, a lot of folks are, how should I say it, seem not to be doing mating relationships. They are um, challenging. They require us to to grow, (laughs) to be um, open and flexible in ways that are may be challenging at times. And then we also have relationships with family and friends, whether they're children or with parents, siblings, friends. We have all of these relationships. But part of the the part that's not so obvious All of these relationships mirror a pattern of relationships. Each one of us has a pattern, a way we deal with relationships, whether they are mating relationships or relationships with our children or parents or friends or co-workers. And they all basically mirror the primary relationship the relationship with self, the relationship with self. We all do better in relationships with other people when we have good relationships with ourselves. So what does it require to have a healthy relationship pattern? One that we can grow in, one that we allow to teach us to facilitate our maturity because to me, nothing really facilitates maturity more than relationships. Again, mating, children, etc. They challenge us to go deeper, to become more skillful, to be more open, to be more honest. So what does it take to maintain good relationships? 
Well, first it takes some um, some trust, some trust. Um, and when I say trust, I'm not necessarily meaning trust that the other person will do what you want them to do all the time. That's not how relationships work. I'm saying trust in your ability to handle whatever goes up or down in relationships, that you can maintain your integrity, still focus on your values, and uh, perform in a way that is consistent with your standards. Hmm. Trust, trust. And of course, you know, we develop trust by doing what we say we're going to do and not doing what we say we're not going to do. <laughs> Starting with ourselves, you know, if I say that I'm going to accomplish this today or approach that today and I do it, then I am developing more trust in my ability to be consistent, to follow through, to manifest. But if I say things and don't do them, then that sabotages my ability to trust myself and thereby makes it more difficult for me to trust other people. Mm. So then I'm, I may be on hyper alert or hypersensitive or even feeling uh, injured or taking advantage of it at times because uh, the trust is not at the level that is uh, sufficient. So healthy relationships require trust. They also require patience, because one of the things we all have in common is, uh, well, most of us at least, we, we're human. Uh, and hu human means we don't develop in straight patterns all the time. You know, we make a little progress and we go back the other way. Another challenge comes and like that. So when we can be patient, again, with ourselves, when we can be accepting of who we are and how we are, I'm good at this and I'm not so good at that. Uh, my child is uh, competent in this way, a little challenged this way. My mate is real dependable this way, um, struggles in this way. When I have patience with the growth process, with the person, with the process, that helps because, again, that provides support. And we all need support. If you look at uh, developmental theory around attachment, those of us who get uh, nurturance, support, affection, acknowledgement early in life, in the womb, as infants and like that, have a tendency to be more secure in our attachments as we grow up. Those of us who may not get the attention that we need for whatever reason, you know, will grow up a little more insecure in relationships and will have a little more work to do in really um, becoming grounded in our relationships with ourselves and other people. 
So that patience becomes real, real important, real important. An another thing that's big is empathy, empathy. Empathy is the process of understanding from the other person's perspective. It really requires us to drop our agenda and to go into the other person's world and see things from their perspective. Doesn't mean that we give up our perspective, but that means we make the effort to understand from that person's perspective. And that understanding always tunes us into what is important to that person, how they perform and how they perceive things and gives us more knowledge in how to uh, respond to that person in a healthy way. Whether we agree with their perceptions or not is immaterial. We can be agreeable, we can be supportive without agreeing. So, so empathy is real important. It really helps to validate us. We all have a need to be heard. We all have a need to be understood, you know? I mean, your child does something that uh, you consider dangerous or out of the box or whatever. Hmm. It's, and, and, and you may, you know, have some consequences for that, for that child. But if you can start with some empathy, trying to understand it from his or her perspective, that is validating, that is empowering, that helps them to be more secure. There still may be consequences, but usually saying, uh, I'm going into your world, understanding what you were dealing with, even if I prefer you to deal with it another way. And again, what that requires is that requires a level of um, investment. You know, that requires us to drop our agenda and really be open to seeing things a different way, to a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Another piece that works in relationships is affection or interest. Just um, being able to show the person you're in relationship with that you care about them, you know, that they're important to you, you know. And, and the truth of the matter is all of us are not good at that, <laughs> expressing, um, how should I say, vulnerable emotions. <laughs> and again, that's not about the other person, that's about us. But it is so helpful when we learn how to let other person know that we appreciate them, you know, that we recognize what they're trying to do, that we are um, at least aware of and try to support their interests as much as uh, makes sense to us. Mm. So that way we support, validate, encourage, and build faith in the relationship. And again, that starts with self. 
that sucks with self about nurturing ourselves, doing self-care. What's the saying? Above all, to thine own self be true. You can't give somebody something that you don't have. And it's a setup to try to get your validation, your happiness, your sense of self from somebody else in the relationship. That's a setup. <laughs> so you are obligated at some level to do things to help you feel good about you. Healthy things. Now you can <laughs> you can do things that aren't healthy, but they usually pay have a price tag on them and they take you the other way very shortly. You know, they're just short term. But I'm talking about doing things that help you to relax, to rest, to go deeper, to to have some joy in your life, to uh, uh, envision of the possibilities that you. Uh, value in the world. Huh? So it, it, it's like feeding yourself. And before you can feed somebody else, you have to feed yourself. And that's mentally and emotionally. You have to feed yourself before you have enough to really give somebody else. And if you're not feeding yourself, you may be trying to get your nourishment from that relationship. And that's really not fair to you or your partner or your child or whoever you're in a relationship with. Another major theme for relationships is flexibility. Flexibility. I've said it before, to me, flexibility is the core, uh, the, the foundation of mental health. Flexibility means I'm willing and able to adapt, to adjust, to change as life requires me. And life requires all of us to change. We say the one constant is change. So flexibility says I can shift from what I'm comfortable with, the way I'm used to doing things and move to, um, move through my discomfort to something that I'm not familiar with, a new behavior when I see value in that. Move to a new so so flexibility says I can adapt. I may not like what ha what ha what's happening. There's a storm, you know, um, or emotional storm, or financial storm, or whatever. But having the ability to adapt to adjust says um, I can be okay no matter what the external situation. I may not be able to have all that I want, but I can have what I need. Flexibility is about being able to adapt. Then there's appreciation. Appreciation, gratitude. We've talked before, gratitude is an attitude that maximizes our, our brain functioning. You know, it, 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 it helps us to be more aware of what we have going for us rather than what we don't. One of the, one of the uh, pitfalls in relationships is when we become critical all the time. We're looking at what's wrong, what's not happening, uh, deficits, as opposed to what is happening. 
So whether you're doing that with your mate or doing it with yourself, it's not healthy. It's always good to be able to say, um, thank you for this. Oh, I appreciate you doing this. Um, you know, you, you did a good job with that. To the other and to yourself and to yourself. Again, in this society, we are so much into uh, conformity and standards. We always kind of keeping each other in a box. And if you go outside of that box, that, that's, uh, that's problematic. But we're saying something different. We're saying that everybody has strengths, capabilities, contributions of some sort. If you are attracted to somebody, that's not for no reason. Now you may, I mean, a lot of relationships start because uh, mating relationships because somebody likes the way somebody looks. Uh, they don't, they won't stay together if they're just based on that <laughs> because you're going to have challenges. Life is a school. It always presents us challenges. So whether the challenges you start to live together or you start to have children or you just spend time together and notice each other's quirks, you know, <laughs> at, at some level, it is about us um, being accepting of others, being accepting of ourselves and um, and adjusting and adjusting. Mm -hmm. So in, in real relationships, there's always room for growth, always room for growth. My, 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 my theory, and I haven't proved this empirically yet, but you know, that if you don't have any growth that you can do, because you've already done all the growth growing you can do, then um, my theory says you will spontaneously combust and disappear. There's no point in you being on the planet. So there's always work to be done. There's always work to be done. And when we talk about relationships, we're talking about working with others and getting continually better at it. Now, again, any growth means that you're going to have some mistakes, you're going to have some miscues at time because if you're only doing the things you're competent at, you're not trying new stuff. You're not moving ahead. You're not moving forward. So when you're stretching out, you know, that means that uh, um, it's going to work better if you work together, allow room for growth in your partner and in yourself. Now, when I say allow room for growth, Few of us grow at the same pace. So uh, maybe with this particular thing, I, I'm moving faster uh, th than my mate. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I have, it still doesn't help me to judge my mate by my uh, pace. <laughs> if I can be supportive and helpful to my mate to help them to um, move through it at a pace that works for them, then I'm being supportive as opposed to being demanding, as opposed to being controlling, as opposed to being manipulative. I mean, it's, it's about 
basic respect. It's about basic respect. You know, there's a difference between liking and, and, and respecting. You can like a person because you're tr attracted to them, but respect says you appreciate um, the way they do things and that you give honor to it and uh, acknowledge and accept it as a contribution. Hmm? So you're not trying to change your partner you may be trying to help them to, um, to to grow, to go deeper, to manifest their strengths in a more clear way. But it's not about changing people. It's not about changing people. Again, if we want to change somebody, we, we look inside and say, what do I need to do different? What do I need to do better? So, so that, that that's some of the well, a couple more I'm going to go over before we before we open it up. And one of the primary issues in relationships is always communication. Communication. <laughs> I mean, many of you have heard of love languages. We have different love languages. One person's love language wants to hear it verbally. Another person wants to see it in terms of uh, consistency or responsibility, whatever. What we used to say, it's all good. It's all good. The point is communication is about expression and it's about negotiation. So in a relationship, they're always at some level negotiating. If it's no more than what we're going to do this evening, or what time we're going to do what we're going to do, or how we're going to spend money, it's a negotiation. Mm -hmm. Now, my experience, if you're talking about a mating relationship, you may find one partner leads in this area, another partner leads in this area, but both partners have say about what's going on and they communicate and negotiate how they're gonna do it. Things They do things together. Hmm. And that also means being able to give each other feedback in a healthy way. Hmm. Actually communication, another way to talk about communication is intimacy, intimacy. I mean, many of us think of intimacy as, as just being sex, but intimacy is about sharing. It's about sharing. It's about taking down the walls, being open enough to allow that other person in, and whether we're doing that physically, emotionally, mentally, we're talking about sharing with the person that you're interacting with, that you're in relationship with in a way that is, again, open, acknowledging, and is uh, supportive. Now, the interesting thing is, talked a little bit about uh, uh, attachment styles. For some of us, 
depending on what we've been through in life, it may be a little challenge for us to start taking down our, our defensive walls, the walls we build up as youth to take care of ourselves. So I learned to be aggressive or to be hard or, 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 or to be seductive to, in order to try to get my needs met as a, as a child. And it goes into to adulthood. Well, as we grow in relationships, every stage of relationship is going to require that we make some adjustments. So that may mean that I'm as I'm recognizing what some of my challenges is, are that I am working on them to counteract them and to grow through them. And again, that may be some direct communication with my mate, allowing that person to know what I am struggling with. I mean, they probably know anyhow, but directly, you know, and give them the opportunity to uh, directly support and participate. So again, to me, relationships are mainly what being on this planet is about. We're all interconnected. We have relationships with everybody else on this planet, whether we acknowledge it or not. Mm -hmm. And those relationships reflect our relationships with our, ourselves. So that's where it starts it, having a healthy relationship with ourselves and then with our mates, with our family, our, our loved ones, and expands to our family and friends, our community, the larger culture and society in general. Okay, that's, that, that may be a lot. What, what do you think, Daryl? Um, so if you saw me looking down and moving my arm, I'm like jotting down some notes. This is one of those where I have, um, a few like scattered thoughts um, that I jotted down. And I guess I'll just try to pick a couple of them and make some sense of it. Um, but relationships, that's that's a ever relevant topic, you mm -hmm. know, because it's it's one thing in life that's unavoidable. Because even if you don't have a lot of um, personal friendships, you still have relationships. You have the relationship with yourself. You have relationships from a business standpoint, work. You may not consider these people your friends, but you have relationships with them and yeah. you can't avoid it. You know, so one way or another, the topic of relationships is always going to be relevant. So, you know, when I'm speaking, it's not specifically of romantic relationships, but just relationships in general. And so I guess I'll, I'll start with, you know, where you left off and what has been, you know, the common thread throughout, you know, throughout this episode so far. And that's the relationship that you have with yourself. And so it all, in my opinion, starts with the work that you're doing on yourself, the relationship with you have that you have with yourself, because that dictates the lens through which you're viewing everything else. Yes. You know, so if you are a person that constantly beats yourself up and holds yourself to a ridiculous standard, 
you're likely going to be holding others to ridiculous standards as well because that's how you treat yourself so that's the lens that you're viewing it through so mm -hmm. if you don't give any room or grace you know for yourself if you don't give any allowance for mistakes and errors and imperfections for yourself you're likely going to be doing that with other people as well you mm -hmm. know and so that that's you know where it all starts how how are you able to um clean your lens and bring your most genuine pure best self to any relationship or interaction mm -hmm. and it's something that you know we all have to work on definitely something that i've worked on personally and it's like wow you know me doing this specific thing for myself or with myself has allowed me to see see other things um differently so i wanted to start there go ahead may, may i just so yeah and when we have somebody that we particularly having some relationship issues they bring up some some real concerns or issues for us um that might be a person that we need to pay because they are really doing a service for us by bringing up some unresolved issues inside of us yeah. so the people who irritate us the most the situations uh with, with others that challenge us the most are generally the ones that are the most instructive right right absolutely and so um that kind of leads into another point that i wrote down and you kind of touched on this as well when you were talking about empathy but um you know the way that i like to look at it in part is curiosity mm -hmm. is you know um maintaining a curiosity um a curiosity about yourself and a curiosity about others um because oftentimes we go through life wanting everyone else to understand us and get us but are we curious about other people you know so if someone is acting in a way that we don't like are we curious about where that may be coming from you know so mm -hmm. are we are we willing to take a step take a take a step back take a beat and say you know ask some questions you know and maybe maybe the person may not be willing to to open up and talk about it but at least be open enough to carry the belief that something deeper may be going on that's beyond this specific moment that's causing this thing to or influencing what's happening here you know so if this person is um being unfair to me is being unreasonable is being mean of course you don't want to allow someone to treat you unfairly at the same time for your own mental health you can think about it and say there seems to be something else going on because i know that i didn't in my opinion do anything to this person so yeah. there may be something else going on that's completely beyond me and even if they're not um in a place where they can explain it to me I can be curious curious enough to allow that to be a possibility mm -hmm. and manage things that way. But if we're constantly taking things personally and making everything about us, it removes our or it limits our ability to understand and create some type of meaning in the situation. You know, if we're constantly like making it about us and what's going on in that given moment, if that makes sense. So so empathy at some level is about having compassion for the person. You may mm -hmm. not accept the behavior, but you realize that if the person is there, it's, it's something that got them there, they're there for a reason. 
So they mm -hmm. are trapped in their own behavior if it's unhealthy behavior. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so um, and, and forgive me, because like I said, I just wrote down some random thoughts. So not all of these are completely connected. But the next thought that I had was about just being honest with yourself. And sometimes it requires you to be honest with the other person as well. But being honest about what a relationship, what the relationship actually is. So what do I mean by that? So, for instance, um, I have someone who, you know, I can consider a friend. But the nature of our friendship is really about that person's ability or, or um, that, uh, that person's um, liberty of dumping stuff on me. So what do I mean by that? So you have people that just need a friend to dump all their problems on. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the way that they look at their relationships. Just someone that they can just tell all their problems to get stuff off their chest. Um, but what can happen in those situations, even if they don't intend it that way, is that it ends up being very one sided because this the relationship is so much about that person being able to express themselves and have someone be there for them there really isn't much room for that person to actually be there for the other person in the same way, because it's all about the other person. And so, you know, in a situation like that, you know, if you're on the receiving end of it, you have to decide for yourself and be honest with yourself as to whether or not that's fair to you. And if it's something that, you know, that um, you want to continue with. Because you have some people, because it's like strengths and, and, you know, developmental areas. You have some people that are just really good listeners. And when those people are, because those people are really good listeners, they have a lot of people that just want to tell them all their problems. And they just maintain that position. That I'm the person that everybody comes to, to talk to, because I'm a good listener. But the question is, in that situation, is that fair to me? You know, is that how I want my relationships to work? Go ahead. Is it beyond fair? Is it healthy? Mm -hmm. Relationships imply by the definition reciprocity. Mm -hmm. so what I'm going to pose to you, if somebody is using relationships in a way that's one-sided, that mm -hmm. that's not healthy for you or for them. Yes. That's not healthy because, again, relationships are about communication, that we're both having input in it. We're both negotiating what we're doing. We're both negotiating uh, uh, um, the inputs and outputs like that. Yeah. One person is, is doing that. That's not necessarily a, a healthy relationship. Exactly. Exactly. And so, so that brings up the issue. One of the things we all have to do have to attend to in relationship is boundaries right boundaries again it's about the self-care it's not about the other person it's not about hating on them or judging them they're going mm -hmm. doing it, what they're doing because of what they've been through the path that, that they're on mm -hmm. but you have the obligation to do what necessary for you to have a real relationship or to pull back exactly and that's that's exactly what i was about to say so you know for that friendship in particular i had to pull back from it you know and i had to be honest with the person to say this just doesn't and that was another note that i wrote down is being honest when something just doesn't work for you mm -hmm. and and it's and to your point it's not healthy 
you know so i had a conversation with that person to say hey you know i don't i don't have anything against you you know and it's not a personal thing however i can't be that person for you you know i can't be the the constant dumping ground for all the things that you're going through um because it's just it's just very uneven and there's other things going on in my life that I have to attend to as well. So I can I can't continuously be on the receiving end of that. I don't necessarily and I, there's this whole thing that, that's in the air these days about cutting people off. I don't necessarily cut people off, but I just let people know where I stand. And whatever happens, however they receive that is how they receive it. And what they are able to do with that information is what they'll be able to do. But to your point about boundaries, I'm not going to tell a person, I don't want to talk to you anymore. It's not that because I don't, that's not genuinely how I feel, but I could just let you know where I stand. And if you can't handle that and you need to go now go to somebody else to get that, then that's the decision that you're making. But I have to let you know where I am. Well, that's you know? after your input into the relationship. So mm -hmm. if a person can accept that, then you've negotiated another level of interaction. Yeah. What I like about what you're saying is you're practicing using that magic word that uh, we have to learn as we mature and become more uh, uh, effective in our lives. No, no. <laughs> doesn't mean I don't like you. D doesn't mean I don't have something for you. But something about this is not working for me. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, so I've um, so this this conversation is just, um, you know, so relevant even for me personally, because within the past year specifically for me, there's been a lot of uh, I don't want to exaggerate it, but then there's been a number of relationships that I've had to reevaluate mm -hmm. and to, you know, establish some boundaries to communicate, to make some decisions, because not everything may fit in the way that you desire it to. Mm. So there may be a specific thing or a specific way that you would like a relationship to operate, but it just may not work. Mm. It may not work. So there may be, may be people that you want to do business with because you like that person, but you realize Business-wise, it just doesn't work, <laughs> you know? So it doesn't mean that we can't be friends. It doesn't mean that we can't communicate. But this specific thing that I'm trying to do or that we're trying to do with this friendship, it just doesn't work. And maybe it'll work later on. But mm -hmm. given where I am right now, given where you are right now, it's just not in alignment. And the reality is that's okay. Because mm -hmm. maybe we can circle back and talk about it again a year from now, a couple years from now, a couple months from now. But right now, the way that this thing is going, it's just the timing just doesn't seem to be right. And 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 that's where, you know, to your point, communication um, is really important. And, you know, the openness of communication and people being able to receive things is really important. Because if we're able to have a really good conversation about it, both of us can walk away from the situation not having any problem any you know issue with each other not taking offense because we understand that both of us are coming from a genuine place but this thing that we're trying to do with this relationship just isn't aligned it just isn't working mm -hmm. even if it just isn't working for one person if the other person can respect that and not take it personally like i get where that person is coming from what they're looking for in this moment i'm not able to to give them mm -hmm. so i have to be okay with the fact that it doesn't work for them and 
we may need to do something different or nothing at all you know so um those were a couple of notes that i had and the other one i'll try to walk through it a little bit is staying away from transactional tendencies you know because oftentimes we try to make a relationship a one for one okay i do this for you you do this for me and we just go back and forth but it's it's a flow it doesn't always work that way so you may loan somebody some money you know and that's part of your relationship you loan them some money because that's your friend it may be a while before that person is in a position to loan you some money so you loan them some money they may give it back to you a couple weeks later you're in need but they don't have it that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the relationship it's just not able to be transactional in that way because the person isn't where you were when they needed you so now you may be in need but maybe they can't give that to you because they're not there that's okay now if you feel like you're being taken advantage of then that's different but a relationship is not always going to be a one-for-one -one immediate i do this for you and now you do this for me it just doesn't it doesn't work that way yeah relationships are not about um equality they are about equity equity yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so again trust <clears throat> if the universe has you in relationship with somebody then it's for a reason and everybody has something to contribute but it right. won't be the same things in in the same way because relationships are complementary one person is good at this, another person is good at that, and together we cover some area. You know, we complement each other. So, right. at, as opposed to judging them because they don't do things the way I do uh, uh, um, uh, uh, as quickly as I do it or, or whatever. <laughs> you know, but everybody brings something to the party, and when we're open to it, when, when we're, we're grounded, we complement each other. And then we increase our capacity collectively. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So those were my notes. Those were my notes. So hopefully, hopefully that all made some sense. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So you know, this is a this is a very big uh, topic. We just went over a little few small things today, and we'll do some more with this. <clears throat> but what I'd like folks to do. <clears throat> is just do some ref some reflecting on where am I developmentally in how I do relationships? You know, what is it that um, I need, and and where where are areas that I can grow in terms of how I do relationships, starting with my relationships with myself, with myself. And get there again, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about being in a continual process of growth so that each one of us can actualize our full potential individually and collectively. So thank you, folks. Give us some time. Give us some reflection. Uh, and if you have some, some comments, get to us and we'll... We'll see if we can address them for you. Peace and blessings. Um, have a good um, holy days season. And we'll, we'll check you out soon. Peace.